good company. Charlie, thank you very, very much. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. I had asked just a few minutes ago what you were learning, and I got different answers. Marcos, Sanhedrin. But let's stick, perhaps, at least to begin with some aspects of Hanukkah, and uh, we'll segue from there. You know, the Gemara tells us in Shabbos and Daf Chafala from the days that mitzvah, the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah, is Mishetishka Hachama Ad Shetich The mitzvah begins at Tishka Hachama. Usually that means Shkia, which is sunset. That's the view of the Rambam, that the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah begins at sunset. The Mordechai writes, here Shkia Sachama doesn't mean sunset, but it means nightfall, about 40, 45 minutes after that time. And that's where you're going to find that people light at different times. Sometimes people will try to light exactly at sunset, like the Rambam, a little bit afterwards. Many will wait until nightfall to light because of those possibilities, understanding that phrase of the Gemara. And it continues, until people are no longer found outside. The reason that's so important is because one of the main aspects of the mitzvah of Nerchanak is Pirsuminisa. You have to publicize the miracle. Publicizing the miracle means that there are others who can see it. So imagine, certainly at the time of the Gemara, they used to light adjacent to the house but outdoors. And therefore, as long as there were people that were there that could see, it was important that the Nerchanak should be lit. There's a comment that the Ritva has and that Gemara, Shabbos Chafalif, that the Gemara doesn't say, a half hour, an hour, two hours, but it really depends on people being found in the streets, and therefore the Ritva writes, it all depends on time and place. The Rambam writes, in his time, that was really short, because they didn't have any electricity. Uh, imagine, it's already a half hour after sunset, people didn't go outside. Their day was very, very different. They were up very, very early, because after all, they were in their homes already a half hour after sunset, because you couldn't see, it was pitch black. So the Rambam writes, for his time, it was important that the Hanukkah should burn for a half hour. But the Ritva writes, you know, in his time, in our time, I would argue, you know, the window is certainly broader, and therefore, ideally, to see to it that the Hanukkah continued to burn as long as people can see it. And if you're lighting indoors, and the main persimmonies is for the people in the home, so ideally, if people really are up and around, let the Hanukkah be there, because that's a constant reminder of the Nisim of Hanukkah. So therefore, the Gemara tells us, the mitzvah of Hanukkah is, Mishetishka Chama, An Shetich Laregel Min Hashuk. What exactly does that mean? The mitzvah of Hanukkah begins... Let's say like the Rambam, at sunset. So the Rambam writes very, very simply. It means the earliest time a person can light the Nerchanak is at sunset. Let's assume where I came from yesterday, from New York, now that uh, sunset was very early, 4.30. Now here, significantly later, around 5.30-ish. The earliest time you can light is about 5.30. You light earlier than that, earlier than sunset, you don't fulfill the mitzvah. You ask the Rambam, how do I know that's true? Because the Gemara says the mitzvah begins at sunset. And therefore, sunset, non yes. A minute earlier, absolutely no. Absolutely no. Okay? The Rashba disagrees. The Rashba writes that when the Gemara says mitzvasa, it doesn't mean when you light. The question is, when do you fulfill the mitzvah? When do the candles have to burn? The Rashba writes, mishetishka chama means that the candles should burn from sunset, as long as people are still found in the street. When do you light? The Rashba writes, you can even light earlier. You can light at 5 o'clock. 
if it goes out at 5.15, you're not going to fulfill the mitzvah. But as long as the candle continues to burn, one is Yotzei. So therefore, again, the line in the Gemara, mitzvasa, the mitzvah is. What does that mean, the mitzvah is? According to the Rambam, it means the act of lighting. According to the Rashba, it means that no. When is it that you fulfill the mitzvah? The mitzvah is fulfilled if the candles burn from here to here, but you can even light here as long as you see to it that the candle continues to burn during the requisite time. So it's a pretty important machlokis. Now the Rambam and the Rashba. When is the earliest time to light? The Rambam writes sunset, the Rashba writes, no, you can light earlier, just make sure it's going to continue to burn. If you light at 5 and it goes out at 5.15, you're not going to fulfill the mitzvah. The Rashba poses two questions against the Rambam. Question number one is as follows. Uh, let's talk about tonight. No? My Shna Mishavis. Why should Ner Chanukah be any different than Ner Shabbos? If I were to ask you, what exactly is the purpose of Ner Shabbos? What would you say? What would you say? Why is it so important that you have to go ahead and light the candles? So isn't it clear from the Gemara that you have to derive benefit from the candles that are burning on Shabbos, on Shabbos? You know, we say Mishnayis during Kabbalah Shabbos, the Ashkenaz, remember Likin? We mention Ein Madlikin Be'itra. You can't use a foul-smelling resin. Imagine a person is going to use something for the Shabbos candles and it really doesn't smell very good at all. You know what the Gemara says we're afraid of? That mission is Shabbos Chavdalet, the Gemara Dav Chavhei, Shemi Anichina B'Yetzei. You know what's going to happen? It's going to start to smell. You're going to get up and you're going to leave. The Gemara says, okay, so what's wrong? If a person gets up and leaves, no. Hadlakas Ner B'Shabbos Chovi. You cannot get up and leave because you have to derive benefit from the candles that are burning on Shabbos itself. That's something that's really important. Sometimes that's a challenge. No? You can go away for Shabbos. You can go into Shabbaton. No? They're going to light here, and you're going to be there. In such a case, are you deriving proper benefit from the candles that are burning on Shabbos itself? And that you must do. That you must do. If you're not going to do so, you're not fulfilling the mitzvah of Ner Shabbos. In one word, you know what that's called? To derive benefit during the Shabbos itself? That is what we call Oneg. Oneg Shabbos. You've heard the term, no? Oneg Shabbos? The Pasuk in Yeshaya, V'karasal HaShabbos, Oneg V'kadosh Hashem Echubad. You're obligated on Shabbos in Kavod and in Oneg. Kavod means to honor Shabbos. Oneg means to delight during the day of Shabbos. You have to make sure that you benefit from the Neros on Shabbos itself. And if you don't, you're not going to fulfill the mitzvah of Ner Shabbos. So therefore, it's clear. When do I fulfill the mitzvah of Ner Shabbos? On Shabbos itself. But let me ask you the following question. When do you light? Well, of course, you don't wait until Shabbos to light, no? Of course not. You light before. So, for example, this afternoon, you're going to light 18 minutes before. Some will light even earlier than that. Even though you're lighting now, and you're going to fulfill the mitzvah, then. Oh, so the Rashba writes, look, if it's good for Shabbos, it's good for Hanukkah. Just like when it comes to Shabbos. You light while it's still day. And as long as it continues to burn into the night, when you're having your Suda Shabbos, you're enjoying the radiance, the benefit of Bener Shabbos, Onek Shabbos, you fulfill the mitzvah. So Shabbos is a beautiful model that the act of lighting does not have to be at the time that you perform and fulfill the mitzvah. So if it's good for Shabbos, the Rashba writes it's good for Chanukah. 
And therefore, even in Hanukkah, you know, light at 5 o'clock. But just like on Shabbos, make sure it continues to burn. If you light the Shabbos candles at 5 o'clock and it goes out at 5.15, that's not good. You light the Hanukkah at 5 o'clock, goes out at 5.15, that's not good. But you know what? In both cases, just see to it that it continues to burn. Why should that be any different? No? That's one question the Rashba raises against the Rambo. Why does the Rambam insist that the earliest time you can light the Hanukkah is at sunset? The Rambam obviously doesn't say that when it comes to Shabbos. Good? A second question. What is the Rambam going to do next Shabbos? Next Shabbos, no? <laughs> Shabbos Hanukkah. Shabbos Hanukkah. You really mean you're going to wait until sunset and light? Obviously not. Obviously not. You have to light early. Most of writes, that's not an exception. That's always true. That just like when it comes to next Shabbos, Shabbos Hanukkah, you're going to light early. You're going to light at 5 o'clock. And you're going to see to it that the candles continue to burn. What was good Shabbos Hanukkah is good for every night of Hanukkah. That's really not an exception at all. And therefore the Rashba writes, you're allowed to light at an earlier an earlier time. We're good so far. The Rambam, the Rashba, ooh, two kasas, the Rashba against, against the Rambam. So how do you answer those two questions? So I'll tell you. Hadlaka Saneros on Shabbos. Tosa says the mitzvah is one of oneg, oneg, to derive benefit from the candles that are burning on Shabbos itself. That's clear. You know, there's such a medrash tanchum, a parshas noah. The karosla Shabbos oneg, zeh hadlakas neiros b'Shabbos. Oneg means you have to derive benefit from the candles that are burning on Shabbos itself. But let me ask you the following question. Why is it that we light Shabbos candles? Why do we do that? So the obvious answer you're going to tell me is, well, you have a choice. But you're going to wait until what? Until Shabbos to light? Uh, obviously not. Obviously not. You have to light early. You're not allowed to light candles on Shabbos. What you're saying is true, but I will tell you that's not the full answer. That's part of the answer, but not the full answer. You know what the full answer is? There's a stunning comment that the Rambam has. Yeah. On Shabbos, there's a mitzvah of Onik Shabbos. Onik means to derive benefit on Shabbos itself. But there's another mitzvah the Rambam writes as well. They are related. And that's a mitzvah of Kavod. Kavod, Shabbos. That very same posuk. The Karasula Shabbos only the Kadosh Hashem There, the Navi Yeshaya speaks about Kavod and Oneg. Kavod and Oneg. Oneg, we discussed. No, that means to delight, to benefit, to enjoy the day of Shabbos itself. But let me ask you a simple question. What exactly is Kavod? What is Kavod Shabbos? Sometimes you hear people say the Chavod Shabbos. I'm doing something in honor of Shabbos. What does that mean? What exactly is the difference between Kavod as opposed to Oneg. Not so clear. But what exactly is the difference? So I'll tell you a comment of the Vilna Gaon. This is found in the very end of Hilchos Yantiv, Tavkuv Chavtes. The Vilna Gaon writes this. You know what? Oneg refers to what you do on Shabbos, on Yantiv. You have a special Suda. Ooh, you know, that's the mitzvah of Oneg. You have the Ner Shabbos, Ner Yantiv, which is burning at that time. That's a mitzvah of Oneg. What exactly is the mitzvah of Kavod? How do you pay honor to? So the Gon writes the following. You know, uh, imagine you have a very prominent guest that is arriving. You're not going to be caught off guard. No? You're not going to have them arrive, and all of a sudden now you're going to start to scramble and start to prepare. You're going to prepare well in advance. You're going to anticipate their arrival. You know what the Vilna Gon writes? That the preparation in advance, prior to Shabbos, that's the mitzvah of kava. Kava. Preparing for Shabbos. That's a mitzvah. 
That's a mitzvah of kavod. You know, if you'd have asked me, why do you have to prepare for Shabbos? I probably would have said that, well, there's certain things you have to do on Shabbos, and if you don't prepare, you're going to get stuck. Now you're going to be caught off guard. So prepare in order to be able to fulfill the mitzvah on Shabbos. That's not what the Vilnagon writes. The Vilnagon writes that the preparation for Shabbos itself already is the beginning of the mitzvah. That's the mitzvah of kavod. I'll tell you something unusual. Sometimes the Torah stresses the act of the mitzvah. That's clear. But a lot of things that you're familiar with, the Torah doesn't simply stress the act of the mitzvah, but the preparation for the mitzvah. What would you say the mitzvah of mezuzah is? What's the mitzvah of mezuzah? What do you have to do with it? You have to, right? you have to erect the mezuzah, you have to place the mezuzah, right? You make a bracha, a mezuzah. What does the Torah say about mezuzah? What do you say in Kriyashma? Does the Torah mention fixing the mezuzah, placing the mezuzah? Right, the Torah mentions writing the mezuzah, no? Uchsavta, write the mezuzah, write the mezuzah. That's a little unusual. I would have said writing the mezuzah, yeah, yeah, you know that. Well, if you don't write a mezuzah, how are you going to fulfill the mitzvah of putting up the mezuzah? But it's interesting, the Torah goes out of its way and stresses the writing of the mezuzah. What's the mitzvah of tzitzis? Isn't it important to wear tzitzis? No? But what does the Torah say about this? What, what do you see even Kriyashma as well, the last parsha? We mentioned tzitzis? Vasu? Make tzitzis. No? That's a little unusual. No? The Torah mentions Asiya said tzitzis. Gedilim tasin. Gedilim tasin. Oh. When it comes, for example, to sukkah, it's important to sit in sukkah, right? But the Torah doesn't only mention sitting in sukkah. The Torah emphasizes building a sukkah. Building a sukkah. Tasin. Tasin. You know, I would have said that, like, building a sukkah is just preparing. The mitzvah is sitting in sukkah. Making tzitzis is just preparing. The mitzvah is wearing the tzitzis. Writing the mezuzah preparation. But the mitzvah really is to affix the mezuzah. You know, in some cases, the Torah goes out of its way and stresses what I would have called as just preparation. Just preparation. Those of you learned learned Makos, no. Rashi, Makos, Dav, Chesem, and Aleph. Building a sukkah is a mitzvah. Building a sukkah is a mitzvah. Rashi writes a stunning comment. The Gemara says, gathering the schach is not a mitzvah. Gathering the schach is not a mitzvah. What is the mitzvah? So Rashi says, the mitzvah is building. It's not gathering. The, I would have said, gathering the schach is not a mitzvah. The mitzvah is sitting in the sukkah. Rashi writes, no, the mitzvah is building the sukkah. Wow, building the sukkah. This is a shilto. Kuf samatez. Mechaiv inish lemevad metalos lemesaba. You have to build a sukkah and sit in sukkah. Build in sukkah, sit in sukkah. So if I ask you, like, what do all these cases have in common? Tzitzis, mezuzah, sukkah, and this can go on and on and on and on. You know what the answer is? In all those cases, the pasuk in Chumash, or the pasuk in Tanakh, doesn't only mention the act of the mitzvah, but it mentions the preparation for the mitzvah itself. Make tzitzis, write a mezuzah, build a sukkah. And this can go on and on and on and on. That's unusual. That's what we call a hechsher mitzvah, something which, yes, in a certain sense is a preparation, but hakasu bekra, but the Torah emphasizes that hechsher mitzvah. Many Rishonim assume, ooh, the Rosh, the Ran, that having children, of course, is a mitzvah. That's a mitzvah of Puruvu. What about marriage? Around the Rush writes, marriage is not an absolute mitzvah, but it's the 
preparation for it. It's the necessary step. No? Marriage is a hechshemitz. Marriage is a hechshemitz. So you know what I'm going to tell you? Ooh, a Mishnah. Kedushin daf memam. Ha'ish mekadesh vovishluch. How do you get married? Well, you can marry the woman yourself directly, or you can appoint an agent, a shliach, to do so on your behalf. So the Gemara asks a simple question. Of course I can marry one of myself. I need a Mishnah to tell me that that's true. Let the Mishnah just say, Ha'ish mekadesh vovishlucha. You can marry a woman through a shliach, through agency. Why do you need a mission to say, but you can also do so yourself? Of course you can do so yourself. You know what the Gemara says? No, the order of the mission is very important. Hayish Makadesh Bo Uvishlucho. Namely, Mitzvah Bo Yosir Vishlucho. It's more of a mitzvah for you to do it than to appoint somebody else to do it. Wow. So you know what? You're going to get married. Show up. No? You should be the one to marry the woman. As opposed to sending somebody else up, right, to marry on your behalf. So, marriage, according to the Rosh Naran, is not a mitzvah. But yet the Gemara applies the principle of mitzvah bo, Yosef B'Shlucho. Even though I would have said that's simply a, a heksha mitzvah. Ooh, you see that even when it comes to preparation for a mitzvah, you apply the principle of mitzvah bo, Yosef B'Shlucho. Is that always true? Is that always true? Mm, no, the Nitzvah writes, it only applies to a case where the Torah goes out of its way and emphasizes the preparation. So it would apply to tzitzis. If you can make tzitzis yourself, make it yourself as opposed to buying ready-made tzitzis. If you know how to write a mezuzah, write a mezuzah yourself as opposed to if you can build a sukkah, of course you can build a sukkah. You build a sukkah. Mitzvah goes to Mishlucho. As opposed to just hiring somebody to build a sukkah, and you'll show up and you'll sit in the sukkah. We apply the prince of Mitzvah Yosef B'Shlucha. And that Gemara Kedushin Daf Mem Aleph gives one more example. One more example. Preparing for Shabbos. Preparing for Shabbos. Preparing for Shabbos is found in the Pasuk. The Kedosh Hashem That's the Mitzvah Kava. The Torah emphasizes the preparation. So that means preparing for Shabbos is a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah, not just a necessity. Obviously, if you're not going to prepare, you're going to be caught off guard. You're not going to have what to eat if you don't go ahead and prepare the food. No, it's not just that. Preparing for Shabbos itself is a mitzvah of Kavod Shabbos. And we apply a principle of mitzvah. For whatever reason, you know, you can just come home and just roll in, right? And everything's prepared for you. No, that's no good. No, mitzvah bo Yosef b'shlucho. You have to participate in preparation for Shabbos because the Torah goes out of its way and underscores the preparation. Wow. So I'll tell you something unbelievable. Now that's the difference between kavod and oneg. Oneg is to derive benefit on Shabbos itself. Kavod is the preparation before Shabbos. So ooh, you look in the Rambam. The Rambam discusses this in two different places. Perakei fell for Shabbos. Perakei fell for Shabbos. And the Rama gives you a list of kavod. The Rama gives you a list of onet. And you know, when you see this definition, it jumps. Because every case the Rama writes of kavod is talking about things that you do in advance. And every case that the Rama writes of onet is talking about how you experience the Shabbos itself. You know, that line in the Vilna Gaon, that kavod is before and onet is on. Yeah, it's explicit in the Rambam. You know, sometimes you don't see it. But every example the Rambam gives of covered Shabbos is preparing for Shabbos. So the Rambam writes, you know, you prepare yourself. You take a shower for Shabbos. You put on Shabbos clothes. The Rambam writes, Yoshev Umetzapa. 
You break your one, run in at the last minute to show? Of course not. No? You come early. You sit and, and you realize that Shabbos is about to arrive. Yoshev umetzapet. And the Rambam writes, the mindset is like a serious one. You're greeting the Shechina. The Rambam, all of that is talking about what you do before Shabbos. And Onik, the Rambam writes, okay, how do we celebrate Shabbos itself? Lechem Mishnah, Suda Shabbos. That's the mitzvah of Onik. So when you look in the Rambam in these two places, so far so good? Perakeh and Perak. Lamed? Oh, there's one mitzvah that the Rambam writes in both places. Usually they're pretty distinct, no? The Ram describes Onik, the Ram describes Kavod, no? Separate. There's one mitzvah that the Ram writes in the book. Guess what mitzvah that is, no? Hadlaka Saneiris. Lichbenshin, candlelighting. The Rambam writes in both places. Perakein, Paraklamet. That'll tell you that's straight, no? Another way. Why does the Rambam mention candlelighting as part of Onik? Oh, because as we discussed, you have to derive benefit from the candles that are burning on Shabbos itself. That's Onik, on Shabbos itself. Oh, but then the Rambam writes, no, the Paraklam Shabbos. You know what? Kavod, Kavod, Kavod. The Rambam writes, lighting the Ner Shabbos is the mitzvah of Kavod. And that's why you have to light early. Not just simply because your hands are tied, you have no choice, you can't wait until sunset to light because now you're not allowed to light a candle on Shabbos. That's true, but that's not the whole story. The reason that you light early is because that's the mitzvah of kavod. And we look in the Rambam, it's so clear. The Rambam writes, having a ner dolok this Shabbos, having candles burning on Shabbos, that's one. The Rambam writes, being maglik the ner Shabbos mi lighting early, that's the mitzvah of kavod. It's black and white. I'll tell you a difference. You know the tour? You ever see the, the tour? The tour on Yeridea, there's a parish in the tour which is called the Drisha. The introduction to the Pirish of the Drisha on the Tur Yeridea was written by the son of the Drisha. And he writes, I'm about to tell you a Chiddush that I heard from my mother. That's what he writes. You know what that Chiddush is? Is that Ner Shabbos has two aspects to it. Not only to derive benefit from the Ner on Shabbos, but even to go ahead and do so before. And that's why his mother said, if that's true, it's very important to light candles early, even on Yantif. On Yantif, you're allowed it sometimes to extend a flame. So if the only mitzvah of Ner Yantif was Oneg, you know what? Let Yantif begin. And after nightfall, I'll go ahead and light the candles, and then I'll sit down and have my meal. That's the mitzvah of Oneg. But he says his mother said that no, that part of the mitzvah of Hadlakas and Eros is kavod. And the Rambam writes, Just as Kavod and Oneg is necessary on Shabbos, it's true when it comes to Yantif as well. See, you have to light early on Yantif. We have a problem. We observe two days of Yantif. What would a problem be if we light early for the second night of Yantif? In effect, we're doing, you tell me, Malaka or Hachana on? Yeah, one day of Yantif the next? We don't do that. We don't do that. So on the second night of Yantav, we don't have a choice. We wait until after nightfall. I'll tell you a Kiddush, there's a Tosus. You know what Tosus writes? In their time, they used to light candles early, even for the second day of Yantav. How in the world? What you're doing? Malachan Yantav, Bishu, Free Yantav, Shani. Tosus writes simply, you know what? Lich Ben Shing's what? Five o'clock, 5.15. You know what? 
It's 5 o'clock. It's 5.15. It's the first day of Yontif. You're right. It's not sunset yet, but but it's getting dark a little bit. No, it's dim that the sun is not shining in its fullest. So it's kind of dark in the house. So in their times, Tosos writes, they needed light for Yontif Rishon. Even if tonight was not Yontif, they would extend a flame now because it's 5 in the afternoon. You kind of turn on the lights. You don't sit in the house with no lights. Oh, so Tosos writes, since we need the light for Yontif Rishon, we can use the same light for Havakas and Eres of Yantashini, and we can even gain the Kava for Yantashini. I will tell you this. For us, you know, usually we have oh, all the electric lights that are burning, right? We really don't need the candles for that purpose. So on the second end of Yantif, we always wait until nightfall to light. But on the first end of Yantif, that's what the Drisha says, the name of his mother, light early, because there's a mitzvah of Kava. Oh. So that's why the Rambam describes candle lighting in two places, Perakei, Peraklamit, Kavod, Oneg. Ooh, so that I will tell you is the answer to the question of the Rosh. Timing was good. Now that, uh, that's it, no? So, that's the Kiddush. That's the Kiddush. The Rosh writes, I'll prove to you from Shabbos that the act of lighting does not have to be the time that you fulfill any mitzvah. After all, you're lighting now, and when Shabbos comes, you fulfill the mitzvah then. So if it's good for Shabbos, it's good for Hanukkah. No, then I would say, that's not true. When you light the Ner Shabbos, the Ner Yantif, it's not that you're lighting now and fulfilling a mitzvah later, then. It's not that you're lighting independent of any mitzvah. The lighting of the Shabbos candle is the mitzvah of Kavod. So Shabbos is really not a good example teaching us that you can do an act of lighting now in order to fulfill a mitzvah later, later. Kavod applies on Shabbos, Kavod applies on Yantif, but there's no mitzvah of Kavod that applies to Hanukkah. Hanukkah, the mitzvah begins at sunset. So the Rambam writes, how can you light early? The only time you can light early is when, if that earlier window of time is already the fulfillment of a mitzvah. That's true when it comes to Ner Shabbos, a mitzvah of Kavod. But that's not true when it comes to Hanukkah. And if that's not true when it comes to Hanukkah, so you have to wait until after sunset to light. So again, the Rashba said, why should Ner Hanukkah be different than Ner Shabbos? According to the Rambam, both are stunning examples where the mitzvah can only be performed at the time of the fulfillment of a mitzvah. But on Shabbos, you fulfill a mitzvah early, the mitzvah of Oh, that's not true when it comes to Hanukkah. Ooh, what's the Rama going to do with next Shabbos? With next Shabbos, Shabbos Hanukkah. See, here I admit, you know, that that's pretty tough. Now, the Rama is going to write, the earliest time you can possibly light is at sunset, and you're going to light after sunset on Shabbos, of course not. You have to light before. See, so you have to light before, you have to light before, okay? So the Rashba writes, look, if you can light before on Friday for Hanukkah, you can do the same thing on Thursday. And the Rama says, no, that's not true. On Friday, yes, but not on Thursday. Okay. Maybe the Ram simply would assume, look, on Shabbos your hands are tied. You have no choice. Okay, but that's not a model for everything. Or maybe one could argue somewhat different. So listen carefully. When you learn the sugyas of Hanukkah, Shabbos Chavalef, the very first sugya is something that is called Kavsa. Kavsa. Happens sometimes, no? A person goes ahead and lights in our Hanukkah. You know, I ask the person, how long do you think this is going to burn? He's going to say, you know, it's going to burn for a couple hours. All of a sudden, he comes back like 15 minutes later, done. No? 
something wasn't quite. Uh, are you say or not You lit at the right time. Everything was good, right? And all of a sudden, it became extinguished. So that's the question the Gemara raises. The Gemara concludes that kavsa You know what? That you light. Everything was good. It goes out. You're yotzei. You're yotzei. You're yotzei. Maybe one should still relight, that other people should see the nair which is burning, prasuminisa. But technically speaking, kavsa goes out. Good. Let's skip to that rashba we discussed. No. The Rosh writes, even though the mitzvah begins at Shki at 5.30, you can light, let's say, at 5 o'clock. As long as the candle continues to burn, Let me ask you the following. I'm following the Rashba. I light at 5 o'clock. It goes out at 5.15. What would you say? Good? No good? I lit it at 5. It goes out at 5.15. Sunset's at 5.30. Uh, you're good, you're yodse, not yodse. What would you say? Someone's going to say, yeah, the Gemara says it goes out, you're yodse. You're going to say, wait a second. When is it that it goes out, yodse? If what? Let me hear. If? If it, if it burned during the appropriate time, no? The Rosh writes, you can light early, but it has to burn, right? You can light at 5 if it burns until 5.30. I got you, good. But if it's united at 5, because the Rosh says you can light early, and it goes out at 5.15, but you're going to tell me you're Yotze. It wasn't burning during the time of the mitzvah. The Rashba just said, you see from their Shabbos that you can light early, and as long as it continues to burn, you're okay. But isn't it clear that if you light at 5 o'clock, according to the Rashba, and it goes out at 5.15, no good. You're not going to be Yotze. So far, so good? Yeah? Agree? Disagree? So I'll tell you an unbelievable psaq of the Shulchanan, the Mechavah. Tafrei Shein Gimel. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You light at 5, goes out at 5.15. No good, no good, no good. So you ready? Ooh. Shabbos Hanukkah. You light at 5 o'clock. Sunset, it's 5.30. It goes out at 5.15. You know what the Mechaber writes? That's stunning, no? You're Yotze. You're Yotze. Whoa, I'm Yotze. What do you mean I'm Yotze? It didn't burn. You should tishka chama, should take the regman So you know what the Machaber writes? That's true. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Th- that's not true. Shabbos Hanukkah. If you light at 5 o'clock, Shabbos Hanukkah goes out 5.15, you're good. Kav I'm good. What do you mean I'm good? It didn't burn during the time of the fulfillment of the mitzvah. You know what you see according to that Machaber? Something incredible. You know what? The Rambam, the Rambam. The act of lighting can only be at a time that you fulfill the mitzvah. How can you make a bracha, and how can you perform the act of lighting if that is not a mitzvah? What do you mean? We do it on Shabbos. No, we don't, because there's a mitzvah of Kavod Shabbos. We do it on Yantiv. No, 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 that's a mitzvah of Kavod Yantiv. But on Hanukkah, you have to wait Misha Tishka Chama. A problem. You can't wait until Tishka Chama on Shabbos Hanukkah. Right? It's already Shabbos. You can't light. So you have to light early. But what do you mean you have to light early? You can light without any mitzvah. There's no model to light when there's no mitzvah. You know what the answer to that question is? On Shabbos Hanukkah, the mitzvah is fulfilled early. Not that you're going to light early 
and no mitzvah, no mitzvah, no mitzvah, and then a half hour later, all of a sudden, yes mitzvah? There are many, that's impossible. What makes it into a hadlakas ner chanak is the fact that this is a fulfillment of a mitzvah. But on Shabbos, you can't do that after sunset. So you know what the answer is? The mitzvah of ner chanaka begins early. And that's why the Shulchan Aruch writes, not any other day of the week, but on Friday afternoon, if you light it at 5 and it goes out at 5.15, we're good to go. Because it burned during the time of the fulfillment of the mitzvah. Because the kiyum ha-mitzvah is earlier as mibodiyom. Not just simply that there's an act of lighting with a pending, with a subsequent, with a later fulfillment of the mitzvah. In other words, the Rambam is perfectly consistent. No? Without exception. Every case, every case, the lighting is only meaningful if at that time you're fulfilling a mitzvah. But, oh, it plays itself differently. On Shabbos, Nyantif, there's a fulfillment of the mitzvah because of kavod. On a regular day of Hanukkah, there's no fulfillment of the mitzvah until sunset. So if you had even a minute earlier, it burns for hours, you're not going to be out, say. On Shabbos, Hanukkah, since the lighting has to be associated with the fulfillment of a mitzvah, and that can only be before sunset, so the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah is fulfilled. Even in earlier time, that's what the Shulchan writes, Tafrish and Gimel, that if you light it five, it goes on at 515, on Shabbos, Hanukkah, right, you're good to go. Well, that's an amazing... Parallel that you find in the Rambam. Similarities and differences between Ner and Ner Shabbos. But a fundamental machlokis, the Rambam and the Rashba. What is the relationship between the act of learning the Ner and the fulfillment of the Mitzvah? Thank you very much. It's funny, I'm. I'm